Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hey, John, how are you? Doing great, Mark. Hey, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about the streaming service that I'm playing all my music on these days. Uh, It is just a great, great place. It's called YouTube Music, and it's a new app that combines everything you'd expect from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring it all to life. With YouTube Music Premium, you'll get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while other apps are in use. If you're using other apps, you can still listen to that music on YouTube Premium, and it is a great deal. It is only $9.99 a month. All you have to do is download the new YouTube Music app today and start a free 30-day trial. And if you don't like it, just kill it before 30 days are up. And uh, if you do like it, which I'm sure you're going to, then again, it's just $9.99 per month. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, John, here we go. Another episode of Talking Metal. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. This is the Sean Baker Orchestra with Which Way to Radioland.
Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. That was Which Way to Radioland by our good friend, Sean Baker, who I enjoy seeing Facebook posts from. Yeah, man. Yeah, he is an old school Talking Metal family member, and we appreciate the fact that through the years he's let us use his great music, and it is great stuff, the Sean Baker Orchestra. It's on all your favorite streaming services like youtube music i I highly recommend you go check it out there and uh john how are you i'm doing great Uh, other than the fact that i might be going through a midlife crisis i'm just kidding but uh it's 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 a joke i am going a little crazy buying weird things that i liked as a child so for example uh i already have stage lights like normal people don't set up park hands in their apartment but i do um i've got you know 40 some odd guitars i've got right now i'm looking at six randall heads two marshalls and miscellaneous other ramps it's ridiculous but the big crazy thing i just did was i bought this little pac-man machine and uh i'm thinking of like starting an arcade in my apartment it's ridiculous so it's like a full like you say little is it like a desk (laughs) desk size or it's like no like no so here's the crazy thing i do have a desktop thing called the iCade and right now I'm running Miss Pac-Man in that on on a second iPad I have just for that and it's like a tabletop thing and the screen is an iPad but it looks like an arcade game but this thing is five foot tall with the additional uh, optional stand that's a foot tall and so the machine without the stand is four foot tall and then uh, with the stands five foot tall it has a 17 inch monitor and you put it together it comes completely you know in a box all dissembled it takes you know an hour and a half to put together but it's it's a it's killer it's a a pac-man machine uh sold exclusively through walmart at at the moment by a company called arcade one up and uh, they've got galaga galaxian is in galaga which i really want They've, they've got like an Atari one that has Mystical Man and Asteroids and a bunch of other stuff. And and I swear to God, a regular Pac-Man machine, if you want to go out and buy this new thing, it's Galaga Pac-Man combined in a full-size arcade game, costs you $3,000. Yeah. This thing costs you $300. And, wow. and it, I swear to God, I'm like a stickler with like authentic controls and stuff. This thing's got it. So okay. So did into, you go to Walmart to buy it, or did you order it? Like, what? believe it or not, it, it's yeah. I did both. So I went to Walmart in Secaucus, New Jersey, to pick up the stand, which I bought online, and then I ordered it uh, from Walmart.com, and it was shipped directly to my building. Uh, so uh, it's cool. And there's a video online on their website, which is ArcadeOneUp.com, and. Um, it's the number one in the address and uh it shows you how to put the thing together which is really helpful because if you know you get these books and it says like take screw a and put it in screw b and it's it's a mess if you watch the video and and then you look at the parts that they gave you um you could put it together pretty easily yeah wow so that is that that is cool i definitely know what i want for christmas now and i i wanted to mention we have rick lambert coming up he is in a band called empty trail they're a great band we're going to turn you on to him and his music shortly so stay tuned for that guys uh but what i you know i was listening to ozzy's boneyard this morning on sirius and florentine uh had a promo for his his show and he was like said something about i'm a middle-aged man you know, who never got rid of my concert T-shirts or something like that. And I heard, you know, Florentine, I I think he's maybe a few years older than us. I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to Google that. (laughs) But, you know, you you just mentioned middle age, uh, middle age, too. And I don't know. I 
I feel like I have some sad news. I don't think we're middle age anymore. Are, are we officially old age? I think so. I, I, that's what I was just <laughs> thinking because I just turned 49. So yeah. if I'm middle age, that means that means I'm hundred. Yeah. That means I'm going to live uh, to what? 98. And, and I haven't had any grandparents. My, my grandparents, they all died in their early eighties or mid eighties with the exception of one who lived to 95. But uh, so I don't know. I, I'm doing the math, and oh. I guess may, maybe with technology, maybe we will last longer, and and uh, you know the age the age uh, bracket will go up. But the sad news is that the, that men oh. only live in the U.S. only live 76 years on average. Yeah. This is bad news, and yeah. I should have figured out the math because I just saw a story that's currently in the news. It was one of my top five things I need to know in USA Today this week. And it was that the average life expectancy uh, in the U.S. at least is going down. And it's due to due in part to a couple of different things. You would think it would be going up because of technology, but it's right. going down because there was something like 47,000 suicides last oh, year. Right, and right. then there was X amount of uh, overdoses, which is a terrible thing. And I, I feel so bad for all the people that are, uh, you know, addicted to opioids yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But so here's the thing, Mark. I did not realize that we've both passed the uh, what technically would be the mid midlife thing. Yeah, well, it's weird because you remember like back like. Back in the eighties, people would refer to middle age as being like like your your mid thirties to like mid forties. And I still like okay. feel like if you look at the math, technically that's still true. But I feel yes. like all of us, and I'm guilty of it too, as well as as you and, and Jim Florentine, we, we we don't like to think of ourselves as old. So I think I think no. middle middle age is is uh, <laughs> if anything, that's just something we like to think yeah. we are middle age. I, I was even thinking that I was under middle age, but and I'm supposed to be some kind of a math expert. I, I was completely off, and and now I really. I'm having a crisis as and of then, today. Then the, the, <laughs> the saddest thing, and and uh, I'm sorry to bring this all to no, such no. A, a sad place for us old yeah. guys, but this this is really sad. I'm watching this one of those crazy shows on, uh, you know, one of those science shows like Nova or something. It, it wasn't uh, yeah. that, but it was some other thing. And they had these scientists on, and they were talking about how when you're younger, like in the first part of your life things go take like they take a long time like summer vacation lasts forever right, right whereas right. now as a grown up like you know from mid june to you know september what would have been your your summer break at school that just that just flashes by you know yep. so yeah as a person you the way you experience time is uh changes throughout your life so the older you get the faster the time goes by. So that, which I, is really depressing. Cause like, I, you're like well, if I got 30, 40 years left, uh, if I'm lucky, you know, th the sad thing is it's going to go by way faster than the, the, you know, Correct. the first 30 to 40 years to almost 50 years that I've had. So uh, uh, depressing stuff. You know what? It, it, we must be in sync because I swear to God, I wanted to tell you something and I was going to use summer vacation as the analogy. Right. And um, so I, as you know, um, I'm, I don't want to talk about my day job, but I'm going to mention that. I made a transition yeah. within my day job, okay. and uh, which is a great job. I just don't want to talk about it because there's all kind of legal things with right, uh, right, right. with uh, talking about companies and the media industry and all that kind of stuff. But 
Um, so I'm, I'm very, very happy in this new role that I've taken on in my day job. And as a result of that, I have to do less ACE work, unfortunately. Right. Now, which means basically, you know, I can't just drop everything and take two weeks off to go on tours anymore uh, because of right. the because it, not not that somebody told me specifically you can't do that. It's just that I want to dedicate my time to uh, working uh, on this new gig. So basically what that means is that <clears throat> the strange thing is I, I was going to tell you that I feel like I'm on summer vacation, like uh, because I just feel like I have all these things opened up to me. I can do various things. Uh, it's it's a killer feeling. But the sad thing is, is that when we were little, summer vacation felt like you have all the time in the world to do whatever you want. Now three months goes by like with a snap of your fingers. So right it's, on. Yeah, it's so weird that that you mentioned that. So yeah. we we I was talking about midlife crises. You heard uh, Jim Florentine. I was thinking about summer vacation, and you brought that up. So we are in talking metal uh, sync mode at this point. Absolutely. And uh, I haven't had any coffee. Um, I am drinking an Einstock beer. By the way, it's from oh, nice. Iceland. Now I uh, I'm gonna pull something up here, and I'm gonna tell you that Einstock Ogerd probably pronouncing this incorrectly, is located just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle wow. in the fishing port of Acure. You know what? I had this pronounced properly earlier. Acurari, Iceland. Acurari, Iceland. And then it says, there the water flows from rain and prehistoric glaciers down the something mountain and through the ancient lava fields, delivering the purest water on earth and the perfect foundation for brewing deliciously refreshing craft ales. Right now I'm drinking a toasted porter. And then the other one I got is called Icelandic Doppelbach, which I don't even know what that means, but uh, they're both good. And uh, I can get them here in Jersey City, New Jersey. So try Icelandic beer, Einstock, E-I-N-S-T-O-K. And no, we don't have a, a sponsorship with them, but Einstock, if you're listening and you want to uh, hook up a Talking Metal, uh, email talkingmetal at yahoo.com. Absolutely. And on that note, I tell you what, let's. Uh, I, I want to talk about some cool stuff that you've had going on in your life um, besides the, the new kind of uh, position you were talking about at work. But let's talk about... Um, a band that you recently opened up for when we get back. But right now I want to get into the song, my world by empty trail, followed by an introduction interview to a guy named Rick Lambert, a guy who is not middle-aged, a guy who's a young guy out there performing great hard rock music. And I have such respect for anybody who is younger and who is out there doing music because it's a tough, tough uh, thing nowadays. And we need the younger generation to keep our, beloved art form alive so big thanks to you rick for doing that and doing it well this is my world by empty trail followed by my interview with rick from empty trail
Mark Striegel of the Talking Metal Podcast, and I wanted to take a few minutes to introduce you guys to a great, talented guitar player and vocalist who has uh, really has some impressing stuff out that I'm really digging. His band is called Empty Trail, and his name is Rick Lambert. Rick, thanks so much for talking with me on Talking Metal. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. Oh, you bet, you bet. So let's talk a little bit about the band, because I have to admit, before Chip sent me the the info on you guys, I didn't really know much about Empty Trail, and I'm really loving what I'm hearing. Uh, There's a new track out, which we just heard coming into the podcast, or coming into this interview, which is called My World. So I'm assuming there's a new album on the way, but I know you had an album out back in 2016. So maybe just like, if you don't Mm -hmm. mind, give us the two to three minute history of the band, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the live aspect of the band is relatively new. It's been with uh, Ram Gov on drums and Shane Wall on the bass, it's been around for about like just two years in Austin. I'm originally from Wisconsin. I moved to Los Angeles in like about 2013. And that's really when the conception of this band started. Um, there's like a first EP called Obscured. I did that out in Los Angeles at a place called Musicians Institute. Um, and then I did Hollow Hearted. Uh, by myself, six song EP, and then a full album, Bear, which the drummer, Rob Dove, is actually on some of those tracks. Um, so let's see. Um, do you also want to know what's going forward or just kind of? Yeah, well, I mean, first, as far as the past goes, so it, it sounds like it first started off as more like a recording project, but now you're you're saying that it's officially mm-hmm. a band. Yeah, I mean, it, I've always wanted it to be a band. It just kind of was about finding the right members, and you know how hard that can be sometimes. So um, it wasn't until I moved into Austin here that I found the right members finally. And now it is collectively a band, and we're excited to uh, you know, continue playing around and release. We have an EP that should come out in January. Um, cool. We're really playing just to do singles, kind of, and that's kind of like where my world, my world's really the beginning of a new direction. Um, we have four other singles really. I mean, I was kind of debating like, do we just want to keep hitting people with like singles and singles and singles? But then I kind of came to the conclusion, like, let's just put it in the EP, you know, four songs, but they really are single material, all of them. So nice. And now that it is an official band, who, who are the actual band members? Yep. So the drummer, his name is Ram Gov. He's originally from Israel. Um, his brother, Kafir Gov, actually produced with me My World on that single. We recorded in his studio, Evil Snail Studios. Then the bass player's name is Shane Wallen. And I met him out here. He's originally from North Carolina. Cool. And it sounds like you bounced around a little bit. You started in Wisconsin, you went to LA, now mm-hmm. you're in Austin. What what was the attraction of Austin? I know it's a it's a big city for music, but was there a, a certain thing that, that drew you to move there? So, I mean, initially, you know, when I went out to do the Los Angeles thing. I'm like, you know, I want to make this a reality. I'm going to move to LA. Like, I know I'm not the only person to say that. And it just kind of sucked my soul, honestly. Um, it was just a bit too oversaturated when I initially moved out there and it just didn't feel like a, a good place for me to start the band. So then Austin kind of was just on the radar. It was, you know, also a music city, um, a bit smaller. I find it to be a bit more like authentically vibed. 
um, since it isn't so saturated with everyone, you know, trying to make it in the entertainment industry in one way or another. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just dig the vibe here. I mean, I don't know where we'll be next. Who knows everything that's going on, maybe, you know, move somewhere else, but, um, that's where I met the band and it's part of the history and, uh, seems to be working out so far. Nice. And again, the song My World, which we heard earlier, has a great feel to it. I'd I'd say I'm hearing a lot of 90s era influence on the Mm -hmm. song. Is Mm -hmm. is that fair to say? Like, who who do you uh, who are some of your favorite artists and who has inspired you? Let's see. So the first inspiration for me uh, into like the hard rock metal genre is Metallica. So I remember the first time I heard Metallica when I was in seventh grade I'm 27 now and um it just blew me away at that time I haven't heard you know since it missed me since I'm a bit younger um when I first heard that I didn't I hadn't really heard anything up until the point that just sounded like that I remember hearing my master puppets and just instantly just I want to do this you know I want to do this and then the next band for me after Metallica was Megadeth Megadeth was my all-time favorite band for the longest time um, something I guess just resonated with like Dave Mustaine's, you know, lyrics or the way he writes music. I don't know. Um, then, you know, it was like the, all the other greats, uh, Pantera, I mean, obviously like Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And the nineties thing really influenced me when I was around 16 years old. Um, that's kind of when I feel my perspective on life just slightly changed and just the authenticity or something from just, the lyrics in that time period, just, I just connect with it. Um, and that's when I really came into my own as a singer. Um, I always knew that I I wanted to sing. I I had something that I really wanted to share and to say. And, um, you know, all all those bands, you know, Alice in Chains, I know that I get like uh, a lot of people are like, you know, you kind of like this Lane Staley thing going on. So I never really tried that. It just kind of happened, I guess, Lane, uh, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, Nirvana, all that stuff is just, I don't know, just connected with me. Right um, other other than that, I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I listen to so many different types of music. I mean, other than country, I've never been a big country fan, but other than that, I mean, I, I like some pop music too. Um, I like classical music. But as far as like, you know, rock band status, like definitely, I can definitely see like the metal aspects, um, the guitar work and then the 90s thing for sure. So definitely an influence. Cool. And, you know, I'm obviously a lot older than you. And I grew up on the 80s metal and then I was really dove headfirst into all the 90s alternative and grunge and all that type of stuff. For me, as an older guy, now I'm not as connected to the the young crowd as I once was, but it seems like, you know, it's a different vibe among younger people like yourself who are doing this. And it's... It's still a cool thing to do, but it's like the financial rewards aren't what they used to be. It's in some ways harder to break through to that superstar status than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. as an artist, I I always have so much respect for younger people who are, are out there doing this. You know, because I think the inspiration has got to come from maybe somewhere else. It's not just people trying to make millions and, and get laid, you know. So yeah, what what yeah, yeah. what are your what are your inspirations and, you know, what what attracts you to being an artist and a musician in, in these times? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's kind of like what I was saying with like the the authenticity part. It's really important to me. I mean, I'm in music because it just feels like this is what I, I need to do in, in this degree. I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. You know, obviously I'm right there with you, but it was like a money aspect or it was like a, being a, you know, cool aspect in a different way. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to see like what's being popular nowadays and, and where to go. But I mean, it's just, it's genuine for me. It truly is. I mean, it's, it's nothing more other than I want to express something, you know, this is like a big, for me, expression, of, you know, my deep emotions and deep feelings into an outlet, you know, that makes sense. You know, it's just, this is just me and I need to pursue it. So whether, you know, the financial success or anything happens, it's just kind of what I feel like needs to happen, you know, for me. Right. Right. It's something within you. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And again, you have this four song EP on the way. One of those four songs I'm guessing is my world, right? Uh, no, actually. Really? Okay. Uh, my world, okay. Yeah, my That's just a one-off release. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, like I said, we were gonna, you know, just hit everyone with singles. I just thought it'd be cool to kind of come out with a, you know, tangible physical. And that even goes something even deeper. It's like with the, the industry nowadays, I mean, Obviously, as an artist, I'd love to, you know, get this like physical album copy, you know, and have the world see. But it's just people. I mean, I don't know about the older generation, but like especially the younger, just it's a bit more just streaming like song now, like catch my attention now and stuff. So I just felt it was more important right now in our career of this to do singles. So there will be four songs. They're brand new. I don't know if you're are you playing them at all on your show? Yeah, yeah, we we're gonna definitely feature my world on the show. Um, and I was gonna play an older song off of uh, the Bear album too. But if there's something else you want me to play, you're welcome to to send it over to me or or make tell me which song I can pull off of iTunes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we we got out. It's like the four unreleased stuff. I'm totally cool if you want to play it on your show. You know, people can hear it before it even comes out. That's totally cool with me. Um, that would be amazing. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I'll send it off when I'm uh, done with the interview. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so touring plans, are you working on anything as far as getting out there on the road goes? Are you currently out in the road? Not right now. I just came back from New York City. Um, I don't know right now. It's uh, We're trying to figure it out. So January when we're going to officially release EP like we obviously want to pair it with the tour um, we have some kind of possible things with Seven Dust I, I can't really say concrete dates nothing's like completely tangible quite yet um, there's another band that we're trying to look into and the manager's looking into um, we do have a show in Austin for sure December 21st um, at a place called Come and Take It Live with a local band friends named Blackheart Saints so if you are in the Austin area, make sure to check that out. And um, nice. that's really all I can say right now. Okay. Um, definitely tour dates will be discussed and figured out soon. So, But I don't have the dates quite yet. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, listen, the best of luck to you. And we are really digging the track, My World. And it sounds like you're going to send us over another one that we can play. Yeah, definitely. You can play all four of them. Go for it. Rick, 
Thank you so much for spending some time with us on Talking Metal and introducing us to your band, Empty Trail. We're going to have the links up in today's show notes where people can check you out on Facebook and social media. And uh, yeah, we look forward to everything you have coming in the future. Awesome. Thank you. trail you soon will be able to hear that music on youtube music the new app that uh combines everything you'd expect from a streaming music service with the magic of youtube so definitely check out empty trail on uh, youtube music or anywhere else that you listen to your music it's it's gonna be there empty trail great band that was brand new music unreleased by empty trail so thanks to rick for joining us we are hanging with john astronomy and uh, hey, John, I played this song by this band a couple episodes ago called You, uh, and, and I said the band's name was uh, Thorns, and it turns out the I, I was wrong. The band's name is Thorns Inside. So if it's cool with you, I'd just like to replay the song and actually say the band Sounds name good. correctly. <laughs> that would be good. This is You by the band Thorns Inside. Thorns Inside. 
That was you by the group Thorns Inside. Right on. Right here on Talking Metal. Cool. Hey, man. So you recently opened up for Zebra, right? Your band Like It opened up for yes. Zebra. How'd that go? It was great. It was at the Debonair Music Hall in Teaneck, New Jersey, formerly known as Mexicali Live. You, you've been there when it was Mexicali Live, right? Yes, I saw. Did it have a Mexican uh, thing to it, or where did it get that name? Was uh, it a restaurant or what? Yeah, it was a restaurant, and they had good Mexican oh, okay. food there. Oh, I, the good. prices were kind of pricey. Um, I saw I, at least two gigs there. I saw Gypsy Hawk, which was... Eric Kluber's uh, old band. Right. There, he's currently in a band called Void Vader. That's out on tour, guys. You should check them out. But I saw saw Gypsy Hawk there, and then I also saw Last in Line with, uh, oh, of cool. course, Andrew Freeman and Vivian Campbell and who else? Uh, Vinny Apice and Phil Susan, and that was just a great, great night. Uh, Last in Line at Mexicali. Nice. But yeah, so so how was it? It was good. Good. Gig. So it was really great. Great. Yeah, it was. It was um, us and. Uh, Two other bands, uh, Zebra, of course, and then there was a guy named Johnny Race who had this great band um, with a whole bunch of people, in, and they played amazing like rock covers and metal covers, and they, those guys were all cool. But but it was really a treat for me to uh, not only open up for Zebra, but just to to meet them and to see them live. I had seen them live before, and I think I've possibly met some of the members, but this time it was it was a lot uh, cooler and I really got a chance to spend time with them. I, I got to see them sound check and, and what was really neat is this band really cares about what they sound like, which is cool. the way I think you should be. They they were out there, they they really did a serious sound check and uh, it's really nice to see and great, great musicians and super nice guys. I was like, you know, I, I consider these guys really, uh, you know, top of the line musicians. And, and the neat thing was that they were, they were, the neat thing is that they were interested in like it. And, and, you know, oh, cool. we're a band that is admittedly, you know, not out there trying to like knock anybody's socks off with, uh, our musicianship or, or any of that stuff. We're kind of like a fun band. Uh, I, I think some of the songs have a comedic element to it and uh, we're just out there having fun. Uh, but those guys are really cool. They were interested in talking to us. They let me get ready in their dressing room, which is really funny. Oh, I nice. come out and, um, you know, I'm dressed in the freaking uh, cop hat and the, <laughs> you know, the red plastic coat. And, uh, it's hilarious. And, uh, but th those guys are like all really good sports and they were, they were really cool. And I thought we had a great gig. Cool. Well, why don't we play some zebra? Cause I, I love zebra. They're okay. such a great band. You know, they, they, they just always, they never really, broke like right. through to that like superstar level but they should have because they were they were yeah. great i mean they were ahead of their yeah. time in some ways doing that kind of like zeppelin-esque thing before it kind of got popular with bands like white snake and and uh kingdom commons you know kind of really doing it even great white to a certain extent kind of doing that type of style zebra was definitely ahead of the curb and i always curb curve Curve, yeah, yeah. I like that. They could have been ahead of a curve, yeah, yeah. Ahead of the curve, and yeah. What do you want to play by them? Okay, so uh, real quick, I wanted to say Zebra played their entire first album, and then after that was done, they took a little break, and then they came out and played a Zeppelin set, which was really cool. So th that was cool. But nice. my favorite song that they played, and I was worried that they weren't going to play this because it's not on the first album, but they still did, was Wait Until the Summer's Gone from the 1984 release, No Tellin' Lies. And uh, that was the first song that I got into. And I don't know if it 
if we saw this on Friday night videos or if I happened to get it from a friend who had the the channel called Much Music um, or if it was on MTV or what, because um, at the time, I don't even know if I had cable, believe it or not. It's like we were living in the Stone Age back back in the uh, early 80s uh, in in my hometown. Right. And so I'm not sure uh, where I saw this, but my friend Mike Corsi probably is the guy that turned me on to it. up right now 
to take us out, I have a ghost song. So, um, oh, yeah. Question: Are you going to the Brooklyn show? Yes. Are you going? Yeah, a lot of people going. A lot of people from my hometown, Maplewood, will be out there. Doctor Mike Friedman, who's been on the podcast before, he will be there. Apparently, doing an interview with uh, with the Cardinal uh, backstage. Oh, yeah. oh my show. god. Yeah, yeah. How is he? Hooked? How did he do that? Like. He's well, he's a psychologist doctor and he's also like a, a hardcore metal punk guy. Uh, Dr. Mike Friedman, his name is, and uh, he um lives down the street from me. And he, wow. um, which there's a whole weird story, he's his his wife's sis, no, his wife's brother is married to my my ex sister in law's sister does that make sense yeah <laughs> yes, we, we yes. figured that out we're like we we've wow. been friends for years and then suddenly we figured out that there was this like weird connection. family co- connection yeah. which i guess because of divorce doesn't exist anymore but uh, <laughs> yeah it was it was so weird man it was like the weirdest thing but anyways dr mike friedman will be there he writes oh. for psychology today and the huffington post wow. uh which is i'm sure how he got oh, the, the interview right, where it's like right. when i'm like Hey, Talking Metal would like to interview him. And they're just like, oh, okay. You know, contact, no time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I asked Dr. <laughs> hey. Mike if I could be his assistant, maybe go backstage with him. Oh, cool. I hope, and, I hope you get to do it. Um, I, I just wish that when I met that band in Texas and got, that's, I got that one picture with uh, uh, Papa too. Um, and the current guys who were in Ghost at that point, uh, I wish I would have known a little bit more about the band at that point because uh, I would have figured out a way to go see them that night. And I've seen Ghost now twice. Uh, The show in Brooklyn at the King's Theater, or King Theater, or whatever that's called, and then I saw them at the Prudential Center in Jersey opening for Iron Maiden. And so this is, I've seen him 12 times. Oh, you've seen ghost 12 times. Tell me how you've seen ghost 12 times. Like I, I, when was this like, yeah, I mean, I saw him Best Buy. I've seen him. Uh, I saw him in Albany. I saw him in, um, Westchester. I saw him in Brooklyn. I saw them, uh, on the maiden tour three times. Uh, I saw them in Montclair, New Jersey. I saw them at, Oh, at the one on the, the, the one where you met, where Guns N' Roses played the one on the way West side of Manhattan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, terminal five, terminal five, uh, wow. I've seen them. Yeah. I, 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 you're putting me on the spot. I have to go yeah, through, well, no, that's but it's amazing, 11 guys. or 12 times, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's excellent. I'm so mad that I haven't seen them like that. I mean, it's ghost is my favorite band uh, right now. And here's the thing. Um, what was I going to say? Did you see them on this recent tour when they played up in Westchester? No, no. Okay. No, Cause yeah, yeah. It, it, I, there's that little theater. I, I'm telling you when, Papa Emeritus Zero or Papa Zero or, or Papa Neil, uh, which also means zero, apparently, um, comes out with that saxophone. I cry like I'm going to cry at the show. Right. Uh, remember, we talked about that on Talking Metal. Yeah, yeah. I, I am, I'm like freaking out. Sometimes I'm sitting at work with headphones in crying. I have to tell my boss I'm not I'm not. There's not really a serious problem with me. But whenever that sax part comes on, I cry like it's so <laughs> nuts. I right. love that. And and believe me, they're, I, I know they're going to do it. Too. Yeah, what song is that? You're about, talking about that's uh, that's miasma, miasma, right? Or miasma or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, which and, which means a bad smell, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you know, let me just real quick say before we we sign off here, thanks to all the Patreon supporters, all 21 or 22 of you. You guys rock. I really appreciate it. You can buy a Talking Metal t-shirt. It's 20 bucks. Uh, I'm barely, I think I'd make about a dollar profit off these t-shirts by the time I send them out and pay 450 to mail the, uh, mail the shirt out, yeah. which I just did right. this morning. Gene, your shirt is on the way, by the way. And nice. uh, yeah, those are available. Just hit my PayPal up with 20 bucks anywhere in the world. I'll send it to you. Um, Amazing. And they're talking about Amazing. t-shirt size small through 3XL. The, the big sizes tend to sell better than the little sizes. Our listeners are are big dudes, John. Uh, yeah. And those are those yep. are ways you can support the podcast. So thank you, guys. And Ghost, you know, on this latest record, John, a lot of people are like, oh, there's instrumentals on it. Were they running out of ideas? But you have to remember, they, they've had instrumentals before, like this song right. we're just going to play right now, which was on the first record. It's called Genesis, and it was the, the closing track on the first Ghost record back in 2010. I, I think this track is just fantastic. And I am so psyched you're going to be at the Ghost yes, Show. Yes, this will be Josh fun. Josh Bernstein, I, Watt yeah. White, who uh, both have also been on the podcast through the years. They're Maplewood guys. They will be yep. out there. Emily and myself and John. So we're going to have a we're going to have a great out night. There. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be great. One quick thing I have to say, um, little disclaimer. I think we might have to call up the guys from the Classic Metal Show. Get them on so we can together critique that Todd Youth. Uh, podcast oh. together <laughs> with me critiquing it. I guys, that that I was, that episode did fantastic too. So. Oh, that's excellent with Nurgle on it. Yeah, um, I was uh, clearly I said amazing a thousand times. Like I, I even wanted to critique that podcast and make fun of it because I was um, I was under the influence uh, slightly due to the tragedy. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but I, I was, I, there was a, there were a lot of different things that were on my mind, including obviously the passing of Todd youth. So, um, guys, I, I know I, uh, was a little, uh, wacky on that episode, but, that um, episode. yeah, 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 I, yeah I, I, think I think it was, fun. but yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. So I think I everybody think... understands and thank you. I, it makes me feel better, Mark. I was, uh, after I listened back to it, I was like, Oh no. The, uh, the cool thing is, is my, my friend Matt Handley, uh, was happy to hear his name on the podcast cause he's uh, the guy that's friends with skeleton, Witch. Oh, cool. Cool. Very yeah. good. And yeah. so we got to go see them too. Whenever they're back in town, he said they're on tour in like Europe right now, he believes. So yeah, but whenever they're back, uh, have you ever seen Skeleton Witch? No, no, I'd love to check yeah. them out, and I really am enjoying the new record. It's good stuff. So yeah, and and uh, so so it's going to be cool. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. I'm so psyched that you're going to the Ghost concert. Yeah, uh, we'll have a blast. What is it? Two weeks, less than two weeks mm -hmm. now. Yep, yep. Cool. It'll be well, great. Hopefully, we'll hang before then. But if not, yes. John, we will uh, definitely hang at Ghost yes. at the Barclays Center. I believe it's a Friday night in less than two weeks. It's going to be a great, great time. Ghost playing an arena. It'll be the biggest venue I've ever seen them play. Well, Correct. no, that's not true because I saw them open for Maiden actually at the same venue. Um, right. But but headlining, it'll be the biggest uh, venue I've ever seen them play. So looking forward to that. And this is Genesis by the band Ghost, a band that John and I just really, really love. I know some people don't get them. John and I, we get them. And... Uh, it, it, I, I just I don't understand how some people don't get them. They're so good. I know. I think they're my, my favorite group, without question. There we great. go. This is Genesis by Ghost. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Mike. All right.